This podcast has been brought to you by Dimples and Diamonds Women's Empowerment Community. Visit www.dimplesanddiamonds.org to join the movement. Now popped open the top to the jewelry box. I am Kata Jeweler. And I am Mrs. ASF. And tonight's podcast episode is entitled She's a Little Touched. Um, we are diving head first into mental health and its discount and stigma in the black community. This is the one that has been on the to-do list for a while, and um, we are finally getting ready to dive into some meat on this podcast. The title, I know you guys have probably seen it online. What, what does she mean? Or she's a little touched. Well, um, mental health has a lot of labels and nicknames in the African-American community. I know when, when it was something that I dealt with, I myself, yes, Taylor Jewel has fought and dealt with depression and anxiety for about 10 years. One of the things that I would hear, you know, people say when I was going through my bout is that uh, she's a little touched or um, she doesn't have it all. And Ashley, I'm not sure if if you've heard any um, labels or quote unquote nicknames or besides crazy discounted titles. <laughs> just, <laughs> just just crazy. What's wrong with you, girl? You crazy? And this is my favorite one. She must be on her okay. cycle. No, that mm-hmm. ain't got nothing to do with nothing. Right. Nothing. Right. So yeah, I just wanted to um to to clarify it. So I, I just didn't you know wanted anybody to know that you know that we we take this very seriously. Um, and that's one of the reasons why we felt like this was something that we needed to talk about because it is a very taboo topic in the African American community. When I went to the dictionary, as I, as y'all know, I always do, the word stigma means a mark of disgrace associated with a particular circumstance, quality, or person. Because of the stigma of mental health, many people in the African-American community don't seek treatment for this um, disease because that is what it is. It is a disease. Let's, let's just be clear about it. Um, it's just mm-hmm. it's just like uh, high blood pressure or yep. um, what are what are some other things that we may lupus diabetes diabetes it, it is a disease and a disease that requires uh, treatment one that needs to be taken seriously because it can lead to a life or death death situation and um, we're gonna you know dive into I know I'm gonna talk well both of us are gonna dive into our personal experiences with this thing and yes um, a, a lot of um, people who battle with uh, mental illness um, lose or on the losing side of of this. So again, that, that, that again, 
just lets you know that this that it is a that is is also a disease, but it is a very serious one. So, I have a few statistics here regarding mental health um, and regarding mental health in the African African American community. Millions of Americans are affected by mental health conditions. Here are a few facts on it. Uh, one in five adults experience mental health, mental health or mental illness in a given year. So again, one in five. We are all one crisis away from a mental mm-hmm. health episode. That's just to be real about it. Only 41% of adults in the U.S. with a mental health condition receive treatment. So out of the 100%, only 41 um, go, you know, actually seek out uh, treatment for this disease. And in African-American and Hispanic communities, each use mental health services at about half the rate of Caucasian Americans. Mm. So I don't know what it is without people who, well, we just, well, why it's so hard for us to, what was it, go lay down on that couch? Right. You know, we it, there are a lot of things that I, I think that well, there are a lot of reasons why we don't why we choose not to, but I think that it's really important that we identify what mental disorders, what mental illness looks like. So, the most common types of mental illness are clinical depression, anxiety, bipolar disorder. Dementia, which affects um, our older population, ADD or ADHD, attention deficit hyper or hyperactivity disorder, schizophrenia, mm-hmm. um, OCD or obsessive compulsive disorder, autism, uh-huh. and post-traumatic stress disorder. A lot of these things, we know people that function on a daily basis with these, some of these, like, obsessive compulsive disorder. If you know somebody that has to check to make sure they lock the door five times mm-hmm. before they leave the house, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, people may say, oh, well, she's just a little, she's just a little crazy, ain't nothing wrong with her, you know, that is right. legitimately a mental illness, and we have to start naming the thing so that we can address the thing. Anxiety comes in the form of being too afraid to do something. Oh, well, I want to leave him because I don't know what's going to happen or I don't have anything set up or I don't want to leave this job because I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. Right. Just a a myriad of things, just a, a generalized fear or worry that that holds you hostage and holds you hostage to your situation or to your surroundings, that is anxiety. And you, we have to identify it as anxiety so that we can start to talk about it and treat those things as they are. Right. So, yeah, that's most, def- most definitely. Um, and I didn't know that um, autism was considered a mental health disorder. Yeah, I've been out the yeah, game for quite some time, and they're they're also uh, I'm sorry they're they're always updating this book that we used when mm-hmm. I worked in um, mental health services, and I'll get into that in a little bit. Was the DSM four, and they constantly update the DSM four with different on a yearly basis um, with different disorders. And like I said, I've been out the game for a while, so they probably just you know added autism since I've been 
since I've been out of practice. So. Right. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. I know, as I stated in the beginning, when the uh, podcast initially came on, that I myself had battled with mental health, and I battled, it was a 10-year battle with uh, mental health. My clinical diagnosis was a major depressive disorder with panic and anxiety. When you, with you saying, you know, that, that those are, you know, some of the most common ones that people deal with, it's very, very common. I've dealt with the panic and I've, I've dealt with uh, the anxiety. And sometimes, you know, like you said, the definition of anxiety is being afraid to do something. Some, you know, mm-hmm. with a panic disorder or um, an, an anxiety, sometimes it would just come on with no trigger, like nothing, mm-hmm. no, yeah. nothing that I was fearful of doing. It would just be something that would just happen out of the out of the clear blue, you know. And mm-hmm. so, so yeah, sort of. I just wanted to touch on that real quick. And again, in the Air Force, but most of us are Air Force veterans. Okay. I was just going to say, yeah, I was just going to say it looks different in everybody. Just like no one person is textbook, you know, like your experience, you said that, you know, the trigger, it doesn't have, there never has to be a trigger for the anxiety to arise. Well, I, I know that there may not be a physical trigger for me when my anxiety gets a little, um, starts to escalate. But I do know that it's always my mind, you know, if something doesn't sit right with me, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. if I don't say I make a call or say I go into an establishment and Mm -hmm. if somebody doesn't address me immediately or if, um, yeah, if I'm not addressed immediately, oh, it's a wrap. Like, um, my mind is going a thousand miles a minute. Well, why can't nobody, why is nobody doing anything? Why do they not see me here? What is their problem with okay. me? Why is it, you know, and okay. then it just spirals mm-hmm. from that point. So, you know, it, it might right. not be anything physical or if I'm sitting somewhere and I'm thinking about one thing, my mind will go to Egypt and back, <laughs> you know, just wow. Because. Yeah. Like you said, it's, it's, it's not textbook, you know, um, it could, it doesn't have to be physical triggers. It could be mental triggers Mm -hmm. and, you know, based off of the, the, um, clinical definition or clinical examples that sometimes it's just something that comes on just out of nowhere. And, you know, the symptoms, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like, um, they, you feel like you're having a, you feel like a heart attack is coming on where, why, what, right. How, Mm -hmm. why am I short of breath all of a sudden, you know, it it just happens, but you know, these are, you know, some of the, you know, um, and, and again, these are just our personal experiences, um, with, Mm -hmm. um, anxiety disorder, what you um, may have, or a person that may be listening, um, may experience may be totally different from our, experiences. But what I was going to say was, you know, uh, both of us are Air Force veterans. And um, my job, if that's what you want to call it, um, in the Air Force was in mental health services. Um, I worked in um, inpatient, outpatient, family advocacy, and substance abuse on uh, three 
um, month rotation. So while I was in the Air Force. And so um, what my job's equivalent to um, in the civilian world is a licensed professional counselor. When I had, you know, came to the realization that that was something, that depression was something that I suffered from, it, I felt mm-hmm. ashamed um, mm. because here I am, or here I had mm-hmm. been, a therapist to many during my mm-hmm. Air Force career, and here I mm-hmm. here I am Need suffering from the very thing mm-hmm. that I, I was there to assist in someone's um, healing on. So I was a therapist wow. who was in need of therapy. Mm-hmm. How that look? Wow. Right. I can only imagine how that felt. Right. How does that look, and how did that feel? And like I said, it uh, it was it was one of the reasons why I felt ashamed about it, and I didn't want mm-hmm. to to seek any treatment because it it didn't look right. Mm-hmm. It didn't look right. So mm-hmm. it didn't look right, and it didn't feel right to me. Right. And right. He, here's that anxiety kicking in. Like, okay, so here I am. Have been dealing with this. I'm out. I've been in this air in the Air Force helping other people the whole time. I've had an issue myself, and I had no business t- trying to help somebody else when I had an issue. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, you know, oh, that's wow. where my mind was going. You know, with what right. I was dealing with. Mm. So yes. You know, it's, wow. again, it's nothing to be ashamed of. Um, it, it is nothing to be ashamed of. Um, you you guys that may be listening, um, anyone that may have dealt with something like this, know that you are definitely not alone. And um, I was talking to you yesterday, uh, mentioned to you on yesterday, Ashley, that, you know, we can look at people and, you know, um, look at them as the pillar of strength and never uh-huh. realize, you know, never come to the realization that or, you know, don't know a person's background to ever know that. They've been right. where we've been, right? Not unless right. you, you know, not unless they've told you. But you, you know, you right. never know that they've been where you've been. And again, it gives mm-hmm. a glimmer of hope to some, you know, to know that hey, you know that that you can't come out of right. this. That there is right. hope because when you're dealing with depression, um, I know for me, um, I, I felt like I was in a hopeless situation. Mm-hmm. Let's just be real about it. There, you know, I, mm-hmm. ten years. Can you just imagine ten years of your life walking around in a fog with a cloud over your head? Every day is a gloomy day, cloudy day. No matter how much the sun is shining on outside, mm-hmm. and you wake up and you're like, you know, I can I can remember times I was just laying in the bed like, how did the Lord let me wake up today? You know right. what I mean? Walking around in the fall. Like, mm-hmm. this is not life. This, this yeah. is not life. Yeah. This is not life. And so, you know, um, I wanted to kind of touch on um, my personal situation. I know, Ashley, you may have some things that you wanted to hit on, but I'll, I'll get into detail on that in just a little bit. Okay. Um, yeah, I I wanted to share some, I guess, some tips but more so I wanted to be able to share my own, I guess, my awakening or my my initial experience, um, I guess my initial introduction, personal introduction into mental illness. Um, let's see, this was 2007, something like that. 
38, okay. <laughs> that period was, <laughs> it all meshes well together. So I, oh, I can't right. really put a, a, a date on it right now, but I do remember that I was, um, I was home off of deployment. Um, I was fresh off of deployment and I was home and I was dating somebody. We had gotten engaged and he broke it off with no notice. So, um, basically just said, called me one day and said, I, I don't want to get married and hung up the phone. And I couldn't, you know, I, I, I was in a state of shock. Um, mm-hmm. Just all like I didn't have the words. I didn't People were like, well, what did he say what was his reasoning? I didn't even want to ask him <laughs> what his reasoning was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just felt, I felt just so worthless in that moment. Like I was so excited to be, you know, getting married and starting a new chapter in my life. I was home from deployment. I was in school, you know, working, life was good. And then dum 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 this happens. Um mm-hmm. I that sent me into a tailspin. I remember going home, um, getting in the bed and crying and not leaving. I don't think I left my house, my apartment for three days because that was it was a Friday. Mm-hmm. So I stayed wow. in the house the whole weekend. Um mm-hmm. didn't leave, barely got out of the bed. I know I didn't eat because I've been, you know, crying, sobbing uncontrollably. Um, didn't have an mm-hmm. appetite. Stomach was in knots. Like, so once again, eating was not an option. And I was, I had stressed myself out to the point that I developed um, a form of hives. It's called pityriasis rosacea. And basically it's like an mm. advanced version of the chicken pox. So, you know, everybody okay. knows that chicken pox lays dormant in your body, you know, after you have it. And the stress induced it brought it back. It brought it back with a vengeance. I had um, mm. developed a skin, like skin lesions. They were from all the way from my kneecaps up to the to my scalp. I worked at night. Thank God, I was able to work in an environment that I could wear a hat. So when I would have to leave the house to go to work, I would just go to work. Um, I withdrew from my classes. I wore a hat to work every night for a couple of hours and I would come home and get right back in the bed. And I think that went on for a good two weeks. And my mom came to my house. She said, you got the, this is not going to work. Got me out of the bed, fed me, um, made me make an appointment with the doctor so that I could get my skin looked at. Um, And really just, she really just got me out of that, that state. Um, And once I was out of, or once I was out of the fog that was the depression, um, I told myself, I said, God, if you ever, I remember, I remember during that period, I laid on the floor and I was so disgusted just with myself or letting myself have, having gotten to that place um, with my skin, (laughs) because we have a tendency to be visual people, so I was, mm-hmm. I've always been the brown, the pretty brown girl, you know, and I wasn't the pretty brown girl anymore. So at that point, it was mm-hmm. like, well, you're not going to be a wife. You're not the pretty brown girl. What really is there for you? What, what, what do you have left, Ashley? And I couldn't put my finger on anything. And I said, God, you know, if you just get me from underneath this bed, I never want to be in this place again. 
just get me out of here, God. And that's when he sent my mom, and she was my angel. She came in and got me together, and I knew that I needed to seek help. Um, So I went and talked to somebody. At that point, I wasn't going to therapy regularly, but I I did have an appointment, so I went to talk to somebody, and they helped me, you know, clear my head. Um, And I thought everything was okay. Fast forward, Mm -hmm. mm, let's say about five to ten more years, um, I was in another relationship, and that went south, and I saw myself slipping again. And before, Mm before anything got bad, I went and found myself a therapist. And I've been going to therapy consistently since... 2000, that was 2012. So yeah, since 2012, I've been no days off, you know, like I don't miss an appointment. I value my sessions. It's like a, like a spa date for your brain. (laughs) You know, I go Mm -hmm. to therapy Mm -hmm. and I can just, I can just let it all out without judgment, um, with Mm -hmm. validation. Um, and, with and I come out of my session with coping skills and and tools to be able to just deal with life because it's not like these situations yeah. won't ever recur; they will constantly, right. you know, come back up. But therapy definitely has given me the tools that I needed to be able to handle life. So that I guess that kind of leads right. to um, some of the things that I wanted to to mention. Some of the tips. Um, it's not really. I can't really ever say that there was one specific thing that worked for me. I know a lot in the black community, we always say, or the older part of our community will say, oh, child, ain't nothing wrong with you. Just go pray. Got to fix it. Well, yes, God is able to do any and everything that we could ever imagine, but he also gives us tools to be able to use on earth. He didn't bless doctors with the knowledge to heal people if we wasn't supposed to go to the doctor. (laughs) And that's what therapists and um, psychiatrists actually are. They are gifted with the skills and tools to be able to help you. So with therapy and with prayer, that was my combination that helped me, that helps me stay above water. For some people, it'll be a prescription. For others, you know, I, I prefer personally not to take any prescriptions because I had a bad experience with one. So, um, you know, that, that didn't work for me, but that's not to say it won't work for somebody else. I just didn't like the way I felt. So, you know, and everybody's, everybody's cocktail will be different. You may need prayer meds and therapy and some other things, you know, but whatever yours is, it's yours. Right. Listen, you can have Jesus and a mental health th- therapist, too. It's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. Oh, yeah. um, you know, nothing like you wrong. said, the Bible, in the Bible, um, that there are physicians in the Bible. And if, if um, you know, if if there were, was no need, if Jesus was the, was the you know, he, like you said, that, that everybody's gifted here on the earth, and that's their gift. That's, that's mm-hmm. the gift that yep. God placed on the inside of them so that they could be able to mm-hmm. help us here, the people that here, you know, us here on this side before we get into our glorified bodies, um, you know, to assist us in, in healing and whatever um, ailments that we may have, and this is, a, this is considered um, a true ailment. So, yes, 
That's mm-hmm. what they were placing mm-hmm. you on earth for. Take advantage um, yep. of it. And like you said, you know, you, you go on a regular, no days off. Listen, you got mm-hmm. um, that work um, that have corporate careers. You have insurance, and it is covered in your insurance, mm-hmm. like a regular copay, like you go to your regular doctor for a regular appointment, $20 copay. I'm not sure if they consider the specialist or not. I can't remember. Um, but, yeah, it, it, your insurance covers this. Cover therapy, mm-hmm. like Ashley said, it's a yep. it's a little mini spa day going on. Like you getting them nails yes. done and that hair done, make that appointment mm-hmm. to see your therapist. Ain't nothing wrong yes. with it. Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Nothing at all. I've actually started nothing at um, all. Nothing. I've actually started um, going to see an acupuncturist. So that's another um, another tool that I'm using to add to my cocktail to, you know, really, really solidify some some gains in um in just mental stability because like just like with medicine, if you're you if you've taken it for so long, your body may get used to it and may not respond to it. So right. I always like to find things that are natural and homeopathic and um and just work for me. I'm willing to try, you know, it, I'm I'm willing to to try what is going to make me better because that's, that's the goal. What, what will make Mm -hmm. me better? Um, Because nobody likes being called crazy. Nobody likes feeling crazy. And I think that that was my biggest thing. Like to just to be so caught up in my own mind, like people say, Oh, well that she's just a little crazy. And when you see, and I think the media has really helped with the stigmas, like they've really ramped up the stigmas of um, mental health issues with the, the reports, the just movies about like the, that movie. um, Oh goodness. What was it? Split where the gentleman had mm-hmm. multiple personality, this, you know, uh, multiple personalities. That's an extreme mm-hmm. version of right, right. a mental health issue. That's not, that's not everybody's every day. You know, you, you right. won't be walking down the street and see somebody calling out people or j- just screaming out random things. That's not what, what it looks like on a day-to-day basis. But when right. you are dealing with your own situation and you don't know how to get out of it, you think, oh, my goodness, am I, do I look that crazy? Is that, is that what's going on with me? And right. it just adds a layer of unmanageability to it. So just mm-hmm. know that you are not alone. You are not alone in this issue. There are a lot of people that are walking around that are not getting help at all. So right. know that it takes a very strong person to be able to, one, acknowledge and admit what's going on, and then, two, to seek help. Never think right. that you're weak. You are not weak for, for going to, to get help. help. Right. At all. It's right. okay to get help. It's perfectly okay. Um you know, just to touch on um, my my personal experience. Um, like I said, I, I I've dealt with it, had dealt with it on and off for ten years, and with a major depressive disorder, it comes in waves. So you could deal with it for a bit of time, and then get to a place to where you you know where it's not quite um, out of it, but it's manageable. Right. And then you would right. 
sink back down, you know, something else happened mm-hmm. sink back down into it. So I was, I had, yep. what do you call that, ebbs and flows <laughs> for, mm-hmm. yep. uh, t- for yep. 10 years. And so uh, mm-hmm. my first bout um, with depression um, was, and, and then this is, the, this is the funny thing because, well, not funny, but um, this is the thing, you know, that we all have, like, common triggers, Um with it, this was the ending. The ending of the relationship with uh, the father of my children um, that triggered uh, my first bout of depression. Like mm. you said, Ashley, yours was mm-hmm. the ending of a relationship. Mine was the ending of a relationship. Um, I was the one who actually called off the relationship because he was a serial cheater. So I, I didn't want my mm. daughter to. I have a I had a three year old daughter in the house at the time, and I did not want her to see you know, that me in that state. And so I ended the relationship with her dad, but then the guilt came in. And the guilt guilt came in because I felt like, okay, now I'm a single parent. Ain't no man out here going to really want me. I got three kids. Um, mm-hmm. I, here I am. I, 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 I was a perfectionist back in the day. And again, that comes with, with, um, the, with, well, that's one of the symptoms of, mm-hmm. of having, uh, of a mental health uh, disorder yep. is, um, the, per, the high perfectionist, uh, being yep. a high, high per, you know, person functioning or per, per, perfectionist. I was right. Mm-hmm. So I was, uh, everything it was, I had to, it was by the book, like in my mind, I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm not, I'm going to be with my kid's dad. I'm not sleeping with no other man. I, it's going to be picture perfect. This is the man I'm going to lose my virginity to him. I'm going to marry him. We're going to have these kids and we're going to have the white picket fence, the house and with the two kids and the, and the dog. That was uh, what I had pictured picture. for myself. And so when it fell apart, I felt worthless. So I sunk my I sunk into a deep 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 depression. Um so much so like like you said, it was um not getting out of bed, not eating, weight dropping down, my clothes was about half falling off me. Um uh-huh. just look at a hot mess. You know, that that's right. what I was. Um, I, I would get up and I would have try to have you know, see about my kids. It got so bad to the point where my mom was like, you know, you, you need to come home with these kids. Like come down here and stay with us for a little while because you being in Atlanta, this is not a good situation for you. So I moved back home and, and uh I wanna say that this was about two thousand and three, four. Somewhere around that time frame, like mm-hmm. you said, Ashley, it all ran together when you're going through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's dark, girl. Together. You don't have to look at no clouds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, so I came home for a little while. Um, I stayed here for maybe about a year. And even while I was here, um, it was I'm not going out, out outdoors because I don't want nobody to see me here. Because mm-hmm. I, I was from a small town. I'm from a, a small town, and everybody knew I had moved to Atlanta and lived this life, had a nanny, and, you know, just everything picture perfect. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. was back yeah. home. So that, right. that had just added more fuel to the fire. And so I didn't go nowhere, didn't want nobody to see me out at Walmart. I didn't want to go, you know, so I was stuck in the house, wasn't going nowhere, wasn't doing nothing, just in a real bad um, space. Um so much so that when I made the decision to move back to Atlanta, I was here for like a year, like I said, um, it got to the point to where I ended up um, 
driving myself and checking into an inpatient facility because I felt like I was going to harm myself. And before I did that, I felt like I needed to, I had sense enough to get in my car and drive myself Mm -hmm. to an inpatient facility. Mm -hmm. And I was there, I think, for about two weeks. Mm -hmm. Got out of there. They, you know, refer you to um, a therapist. You know, they place you on medication Mm -hmm. there. Um, They refer you to a therapist, um, and I began to seek uh, therapy then. And like you said, Ash, um, I I began to go on a regular, and then I was like, okay, I think I'm good, so I can stop now. I stopped, and then I did. (laughs) I stopped, and then I did. That's exactly how it happened. So um, I would go again. I would get stable. It was almost like a fix, you know, like if somebody hit hit, mm. hit me in the vein right quick, I would go right. and get a fix. Get some meds. Mm. They got they gave me enough meds for about six months. I'm good to go. I ain't going mm-hmm. back. Right. It was over with. I dip again. So mm. what made me come to the moment of realization that I said, you know, I got to get this under control was um, – Again, I was suffering from my diagnosis, again, was uh, major depressive disorder with panic and anxiety. So it was beginning to not only cause issues um, in in my home, but it began to cause issues on my job. I would have panic attacks on my job. I would go, you know, tell my supervisor I'm going on break. I would go in the bathroom, lock myself in the stall, and I would have a panic attack in there. Get myself together. Wow. Dry my eyes. Go back to go back to my desk, and then there'll be you know you can only you only supposed to have so many breaks a day, so I was right constantly, and so it was causing issues oh, wow. on the job because here here I'm supposed to be on these people's job productive, right, and I'm not getting nothing and done. Five minutes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm I was getting rode up, you know, different kind of things like that, showing mm-hmm. up late to work because I I couldn't get myself out of bed in the morning. You know, it just got really bad. Right. And so one day, me and my daughter, um, I was taking her to um, Kato's because I think they got little girl stuff in there now. Yeah. So I was taking her to Kato's to look for something. Yeah, they got little girl stuff in there in the back. And um, I think she had like a day she had to dress up or something like office day, career day or something. And Mm -hmm. so I was taking her there to get her a little... um, outfit for that and we pulled up in the parking lot and I parked the car and I had already I already felt one coming on before I parked and so I parked the car and I sat there for a while and next thing you know I'm just crying hit um, uncontrollably um, just trying to get a grip and hold on myself because I don't know um, what your experience is with uh, panic and anxiety, but for me, it feels like the walls are closing in. Like, the, the walls mm. really? like it was closing in on me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so, um, so, yeah, so I would have to get, had to, you know, I was going through that, you know, it just felt like, you know, everything was closing in. I had to, you know, get myself together or whatever. And so when I was coming out of it, I, I looked over at my daughter and she had sunglasses in her hand. She had went, she had gone, while I was going through my, my moment, she had reached mm-hmm. in my purse, got my sunglasses out. And so when I turned to look at her, the first thing she said 
was, are you ready now, Mama? And she handed me my sunglasses. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this yeah. thing has happened so much on a regular right. that this had become the norm for my children. Mm. And so this little girl and I, Cameron had to be all of about 12 years old at this time. Wow. Reaching in my purse, like, she know mama going through her thing. Let me get the sunglasses because mama, mm-hmm. I, you know, red from crying. Hand me my sunglasses and right. say, you ready, mama? Right. And I was like, uh-uh. No. Mm-hmm. I got to get this under control because th- my kids cannot see me this way. This this cannot be the life for them. It wasn't even about me no more. Right. It was about them. Right. And right. so, listen, um, I had a friend, and um, I think we talked about this, about, you know, uh, the burden of that uh, mm-hmm. mental illness can, you know, those mm-hmm. suffer from mental illness sometimes feel um, the burden that, um, on their loved ones, just like I'm talking about how I had to get myself together for my daughter. Um, I had a friend um, who just kept inviting me to church. She kept inviting me to church, and I'm like, I'm going, I'm going. She kept inviting me, and I was just like, I'm going, I'm going, and no, I, I never went. Mm-hmm. But then I, I finally made mm-hmm. it in my mind. I was like, you know what, I'm going to go. I went, and I went to church, mm-hmm. and that was the best decision I could have ever made um, when mm-hmm. it came to this um, because when I got into church, I had I surrendered and gave my life totally to Christ. I got saved. Mm. When I got saved, I got saved for real. Um, I, I, mm. I surrendered my whole life to Christ, and that was the mm-hmm. best decision I could have ever possibly made. Um, I was there mm. every Sunday, uh, Bible study every Wednesday. Um, there's this book that we begin to study during Bible study that's called The Mind of Christ. Um, I got it from mm-hmm. Lifeway. And um, in The Mind of Christ, it just talks about, you know, this, the reprogramming that your mind has to go through um, the mind mm-hmm. um, when yep. you, you know, the, how you have to take on the mind of Christ um, when you come over mm-hmm. on the side of the kingdom. And so, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I began to um, study and, and, and dwell and I began to pray. God began to start waking me up at like four in the morning, every morning, waking me up for prayer, mm-hmm. four in the morning, every morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I would mm-hmm. and I would pray. And um, I would just ask mm-hmm. God, you know, just to, just to renew my mind, just to take over totally, you know what I mean? Creating me a mm-hmm. clean heart and renew a right spirit in me. And I still yes. pray that prayer, that prayer to this day. Mm-hmm. And um, and the uh, the Holy Spirit just began to take over. And um, I gave my life to Christ and I became a minister um, in 2012. Um, and when I became mm-hmm. a minister, um, I, I went to um, Bible College Theology School. And mm-hmm. there we begin to learn about generational curses. And that's when I realized that with what with mental health or with mental illness, just like with any other disease, substance abuse, alcoholism, whatever, mm-hmm. that some some of us have a predisposition for mm-hmm. mental illness. Yep. Um, yep. My pre, in, in my instance, um, my grandfather suffered from depression. Mm-hmm. And anxiety so much that he committed suicide. Um, he had a um, his dad's brother committed suicide from dealing with uh, depression. 
So this was something that was in my bloodline that I had no idea right. that was in my bloodline because nobody really talked right. about it. And that's another thing while we mm-hmm. have family secrets that we have to be mm-hmm. open about the things that, that yeah. are in our bloodlines and things that have happened in the past so that you can know how to target and how to pray. And I begin to pray right. that thing. I begin to pray that thing off of, off of myself. I begin to pray that, that prayer over my children to break that curse because, mm-hmm. you know, how I think there's a meme out there right now that says something about um, generational curses. Yeah, it may have ran in my family, but the book stops here. Mm-hmm. It stops right. here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. It was stopping here. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, um, it was stopping here. It's funny and that you so, mentioned. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned generational curses and being predispositioned to things because, like you said, we all have family secrets. You know, you might be too young to talk about it or to find out about it, mm-hmm. and then you go through life and you have your own experiences. And I can clearly identify moments in my childhood where. My mom would come home and, you know, go straight to the couch and take a nap. And, mm-hmm. like, it was, she would come in, put her bag down, take the clothes off, and lay down. And that's, you know, that that was just it. Like, there was no, she didn't know what was going on, and I didn't know what was going on. But because I've had my own experiences with it, I can identify that as a depression. You know, she is. And we didn't, like I said, we didn't know what it was. Um, I'm sure there are, uh, I I believe that there are other family members that have dealt with their own mental health issues, but Mm -hmm. because we aren't, we weren't as knowledgeable as we are now, we just said, oh, that's the crazy auntie, you know? Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. uncle so-and-so, he's just a little touch. Like like the title says, he's just a little touch or he's a little crazy. But those things, whatever they're, issue was can carry on they might not be in my direct bloodline but they are we're all related you know and um it's important Mm -hmm. that you like you said identify those things so that you can call them out and break the curses Mm -hmm. yeah that's a it's generational bondage and um, so, yes, most definitely, um, there is a predisposition um, of it. And so that those that may be listening, um, sit down and have the conversation. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it, it may be a tough one. It may be a hard one. But, you know, these are things that you need to know, just like with any any other, um, you know, when you go to the doctor, they ask those questions, you know, about does this run in your family? Does high blood pressure run in oh. your family? What's your family history? You need to know your family history. History, not only for the natural, but you need to know it for the spiritual as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Most definitely. And it's not, you know, so. it's it's okay to to be able to speak about it with your family and friends, um, but definitely seek professional help. Um, you don't want to, on one side of the the coin, you want to speak about it and you want to to get knowledge about it and you want to make others around you aware but you don't want mm-hmm. them to become your therapist. Um, you don't want right. them to become a part of your burden. You don't want to, you know, feel like you don't want them to make, to feel like they're being dumped on every time you pick up the phone and you call them. So make sure you go seek professional help because 
you wouldn't take your car to the supermarket to get an oil change. <laughs> you know, your cousin or your brother or your sister or your mother, they they may be very good listeners, but they're not skilled to be able to help you address your issues. So make sure you go get professional help. Um, and there, I have a list I of... Just- Oh, go ahead. Okay. Before you get into that, I was just going to piggyback on that right quick and say that mm-hmm. that that you know a part of 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 the um, you know um, therapy for um, for mental health is to 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 surround yourself with a good support system. Not only is it like like Ashley said, it's good to go. Yes, you most most definitely you need the professional um, aspect of it as well, but. Um, I know in my instance, um, my family was not <laughs> very equipped or skilled to deal with it, but I did have a friend who, you know, stepped stepped in um, and, um, mm-hmm. you know, um, stood in the gap for me. Um, that prayed mm-hmm. for me. That was there for me. So you definitely need a good. Mm-hmm. You need a good support system. Those mm-hmm. folks that you know that that gonna call you that crazy, or you calling them up and you trying you telling them about what may possibly be going to you, and they pick they hanging up the phone with you and calling somebody else like, hey, this girl she's mm-hmm. crazy, you know what I mean? Right. But find you somebody right. that you can trust. Find you definitely good good support system because just like with anything, not only with mental health, but just with life situations, you want to have a good support system, like who we are and what we do, you know, dimples and diamonds, you know, uh, I, I can't do what I can do with my, you know, I, I can't do with my family what I can do with my my uh, tribe of sisters. So you definitely right. need a good support system, no doubt. So we're not discounting that. Mm-hmm. So if you find you somebody right. that can that can ride this thing out with you, you know, you right. Let let them be there for you to hold your arms up to ride this thing mm-hmm. out with you. But be, yeah, you know, just exactly. be mindful of of who you know who you are. You know who you choose um, to lay to share with um, your to share your issues with. So, mm-hmm. but go ahead, Ashley. You said you had some tips. Uh, some I links? just I have um, yes. I I want to share the information that I have. Um, if anyone is looking for a therapist that looks like them, um, and by them I mean our audience, um, brown girls, black girls, the website, there's a website that um, has a ther- a directory of that it's, mm. That's one of the things that helped me become comfortable with going to therapy was talking to somebody that looked like me, that I felt could relate to me, that understood, you know, where I was coming from and it had possibly dealt with or not even not just dealt with, but was aware of, you know, some of the issues or the the burdens that we as black women carry. Um, but anyway, the, the website is www.therapyforblackgirls.com. Once again, that's www.therapyforblackgirls.com. Um, and there was an article in the Atlanta Black Star, which is a web publication um, in Atlanta with seven books that help black women deal with depression. Um, We will list these on our social media so that if you can't write them down right now, you'll be able to take a link and look back on our social media and get the information that that you're looking for. Um, But that website for the seven books, atlantablackstar.com, and you can just type in the search bar 
seven books that help black women deal with depression. Once again, that's atlantablackstar.com. Seven books. In the the search bar, just type in seven books that help black women deal with depression. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that's, yeah. Look, you enlightened me, child, because I had no idea that there was a directory of the girls. Yes, I posted that. Um, I actually came about that information a, a while ago um, and posted it on my social media, but definitely go see somebody that looks like you, that can relate to you. Um, it helps with the feelings of judgment. <laughs> you know, it helps alleviate or eliminate the feelings of judgment because, once again, they look like you and they believe that they grew up like you. Um, I know that having someone that is relative that can relate to one is very, very helpful and beneficial in um, assisting with engaging in therapy. So for anybody that's a little skeptical about it, just say, Hey, I I might know somebody or we, we can find somebody that works for you. Even, even in my transition from city to city, whenever I go, a new city and I have to find a therapist, I make sure that I am very clear on what my criteria for my therapist is. I need them to be a female and I need them to be roughly around my age, um, not much older if possible. And I would like a woman of color because I am a woman of color. And I found it very, very, um, very, very helpful in my treatment. So there are resources out there for you and Google, like just type in Google. If there, if you don't deal with depression, if you suffer from anxiety, if you suffer from bipolar um, depression, if you suffer, whatever you suffer from, just seek some form of help and know that there are people out there that A, are going through the same thing and B, have gone through the same thing and have made it out on the other side and are thriving and existing and living life to the fullest. And you can do that too. Awesome. Awesome. And um, I know that we are um, getting a little um, short on time. Um, so I just wanted to kind of, and I, I just feel like, you know, that there, we, this is, this is, we, that we had any more time for this conversation. <laughs> yeah. We don't have to like, come back to this. You know, that we, yeah, that we gotta we we gonna have to reconvene on this. Maybe possibly um, bring in a um, a clinical psychologist. Um, okay. To join in. No, I keep one on feed down now. Okay, so you know, um, we may do a part two on this one because, I, okay. like I said, I just feel like we left a whole lot on the table. But I was just gonna throw in um, some of the tips and tools that. Um, I utilized that helped me through um, along with therapy. Um, music was my thing, and I know a lot of you know a lot of us have our own personal outlets, but these were mine. Um, music, not any music, but just soothing music. You know, so things that uplift. Um, I had to mm-hmm. get rid of um, that. You know, that the good time music for a little bit. And um, mm-hmm. listen to some music that spoke to my soul. And so, um, mm. and I talked about that book, uh, The Mind of Christ. Um, I, I, I studied that book and also I, I got in my word. I got in the Bible um, and read the Bible, um, you know, and um, 
the the water is the word and it's very cleansing. And so mm-hmm. um, reading that, reading the word um, definitely um, helped with the mind renewal process. And um, also, you know, like I said, um, I, I gave my life uh, oh, totally over to Christ. Um, I'm staying under, under the umbrella because I know that, you know, again, like this thing being a generational thing that the enemy was gunning for me. And so, um, and this is one of the tools that he utilized. And, um, you know, I just know that I got to stay over on this side because if he couldn't get me no other way, do no other thing, um, he, he was going to have me to take my own self up out of here. And mm-hmm. so, um, so yeah, I definitely um, have to stay under the umbrella. So those were mm-hmm. um, my, um, my, my things that I utilized to cope outside of therapy, and no doubt therapy um, was definitely um, a, a big help and major help um, in my recovery um, with, um, you know, with mental illness. Um, and there were two scriptures that were dropped in my spirit, um, when it came to, um, with mental health or mental illness. Um, and a lot of these things deal with peace, a peace of mind. And so the first one, um, that, that dropped in my spirit was John 14 and 27. Um, and it reads, peace, I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives, do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. And the other one, which I know that we all probably know as well, is First uh, Peter 5 and 7, which is um, cast your cares on him because he cares mm-hmm. for you. Cares for you. And so, yeah, so he is definitely a heart fixer. He's definitely a mind mm-hmm. fixer. Um, he definitely mm-hmm. is, he will give you peace, um, peace mm-hmm. that is beyond <laughs> all understanding, um, regardless mm-hmm. of whatever is going on in your life and regardless of what it looks like, whatever, regardless of whatever is going on around you, understand that he is peace and the Bible tells us that we are to seek peace and to pursue it. And so he is, he is peace. So we just need to pursue him like never before. And so, um, like I said, you know, we we don't want to discount um, having a good therapist as well. Because, again, you can have Jesus and you can have a mental health therapist, too. So, yes. Mm -hmm. Anything else that you want to say, Ash, before we close out? I just, I I thoroughly enjoyed this chat. I feel like there is so much more that I want to share. So I can't wait till we come back. Um, I'd like to hear from our listeners um, if there's anything that you guys are knowledgeable on or if you're aware of or if there is a message that you want us to get out to the people, just comment, comment, like, send us a message. Um, we want to hear from you because this we 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 are only two people, and our experiences um are just that they're our experiences, so we we don't want to be we want to be inclusive of everyone um right. and provide a different perspective that we might not think about so right send us a message. right send us a message um the email address is www. i'm sorry I'm about to give you the website. <laughs> The email address is dimples, the letter N, diamonds, at gmail.com. And, again, that's the word dimples, the letter N, 
and the word diamonds at gmail.com. Send us an email. Let us know. We would love to not only um, hear from you, but we would love to have you on the podcast. Um, again, like I said, yeah. that, that this is, you know, this is this is part one. And I said, you know, that I feel like we left a lot on the table. And, and a part of leaving on the table is hearing perspectives from those who have dealt with um, this illness mm-hmm. um, or, you know, um, so we would love to to hear from you all as well, get a different different perspective, um, like Ashley said. So most definitely send us an email because this part two may be um, the next podcast that we do. So with that being said, if you don't have anything else, Ash, to say, um, we're going to go ahead and close on out. And until uh, next time, um, you guys do what you do best, and, and that's keep shining on them. See ya. See ya.